Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Use Guys and That podcast. You can find us across all podcatchers, and our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is at UseGuysPod. Email us at info at useguyspod.com or useguysandthat at gmail.com. You can find our entire podcast library at useguysandthat.podbean.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Use Guys and That podcast. Uh, we're all here, as you can see, uh, doing video again, hopefully uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, so, as you can see, Brian here is uh, probably in the best shape out of everybody. Cause <laughs> he um, he works out. He is the uh, he is the the Adonis of the group. Uh, pure sex magic. Pure sex magic. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, no, not even Jesus could roll with him. That's uh, hard as a coffin nail, as they like to say. So he's been at the gym. He went back to the gym, and I, you know, we were just discussing how I hope that he's enjoying himself because the uh, individual who is in charge of apparently writing laws, uh, you know, from the king's bench, which is Comrade Mike DeSwine, uh, who is the enemy of the people, has decided that uh, they're not going to have gyms if we don't get our act together and buy us, I mean you, or whoever else in this stupid <laughs> fucking the state. Collect, the royal we. Yeah, the editorial. Uh, <laughs> apparently, we're not getting our act together. And masks work, but we're not wearing them enough. So that's why the case Not is, wearing them hard enough. Not, man. Just, not, like, just like the voting. Like, you didn't vote hard enough. That's like, it. The, you're not the, wearing the mask hard enough, bro. <laughs> so I'm a little bit frustrated with that because... Uh, when you're at a restaurant now, by royal decree, see, there's nothing that, you know, you fuckers that give us this government, you say that we have three branches, and that includes the states, that they have the uh, legislative, the executive, and the judicial, and DeSwine is in the executive, but apparently he's also allowed to make laws when I'm, sit when I'm seated for my Saturday morning breakfast at my favorite restaurant. I have to wear a mask unless I'm actively eating or drinking because, you see, the coronavirus is a clever foe. When it sees that I'm consuming a beverage or I'm intaking, I'm tucking in for a nice meal, it backs off. Because it's like, oh, you know, if I get into the water or if I get into the plastic straw or if I get into the sausage gravy, he's going to chew me up or it's going to go down the wrong pipe and I'm not going to be able to infect him. I'm going to get into the gastrointestinal tract and he's going to ship me back out and the life cycle's all over. So the coronavirus stops when it sees you actively eating, drinking or exercising. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Just like at Walmart, the coronavirus is absolutely powerless to catch to catch you at the Walmart or the Target or any of your favorite retail locations. <laughs> right. Any of your favorite big chain retail locations That's that right. also sell groceries. Um, it also, also, at bars, it doesn't it can't get you until after ten o'clock. That's and right. This, the science, the si the science is settled. Trust in the science. <laughs> yes. So only after ten o'clock can the coronavirus get you at a bar. Only. only. It, yeah, it, it's lurking in the parking lot, waiting for right? you know. Waiting out there with the billy club to assault you. Yeah, like ten o'clock on right. the nose, like you know nine fifty nine, and you know, like it's like mm, hurry up, hurry up. I can't wait to get this motherfucker. Like I have to get him. I have to get him. It's just fucking waiting, lurking to rob your ass and make you sick and die. Yeah. <laughs> it's after ten o'clock. I'm gonna get you guys. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's exactly what. What's happening and so uh i'm going to read an article here so we can all enjoy ourselves and bask in the glory of this person who apparently has the authority to write uh law from his desk even though i've thoroughly read the constitution of not only the ridiculous oh, country but of course the state 
And uh, this is by a, a periodical of great note by the name of NBC News. Uh, a tremendous periodical. It's not the Billings Gazette, though. No, it's not. The, the Billings Gazette is the gold standard. Um, unlike the New York Times, who, by the way, has supported every single war that we've gone into since the inception of the paper. And they are, uh, as far as I'm concerned, war criminals. Anyway, that's another topic, though. Sure. This is by a, so I guess this guy's a Polish fella, by Corky. His name is Corky Saimazgo. Okay. Um, faced with skyrocketing numbers of new uh, COVID-19 cases in his state, Comrade uh, Governor uh, Mike DeSwine has risked antagonizing his own Republican Party by reimposing a statewide mask mandate and bolstering it with some additional tougher guidelines. Hmm. DeSwine made the move on Wednesday as the number of new cases in Ohio jumped by 96% over the past two weeks. And after nine straight days of logging 4,000 or more new COVID-19 infections a day in the state, the latest NBC News data showed. And on Thursday, the state logged a record 7,101 new cases, the Columbus Dispatch reported. Our rural counties are leading in the number of cases. In the spring and in the summer, they weren't hit, so they weren't used to that, DeSwine said Thursday on CBS This Morning. Wow, he's made, he, he, they invited him onto that fucking uh, show? Wow, he's really moving up in the world. He's probably going to run for president. Okay, but it's just but it's just moving much faster than it moved in the spring or the summer. Like the order that DeSwine issued early in July, the new mandates require that Ohioans wear face coverings outside when it's not possible to keep six feet away from other people. Uh, mind you, I was down in a park, uh, one of the metro parks in uh, northeast Ohio, I don't know how long ago it was over the summertime. I watched grown adults. I'm with my dog, by the way, and I'm leaning all. There's a nice big wide path, okay, that's probably six foot, okay? I watch grown adults as they see me coming, and I, of course, am not wearing a mask because, first of all, I'm outside, and it's 95 degrees outside, and I can't breathe. If I'm wearing a mask while I'm outside when the humidity is 90% and it's 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. So I'm not doing that. I see them look at me and immediately pull up like, you know, like one of these gators. You know, the gator that immediately goes up here like this and are running, jogging while wearing this goddamn thing. And I'm hoping up and lock them, kids. <laughs> I'm hoping that they that they die of a heart attack when it happens. I was hoping in my heart that they would die right there, and then I would allow my dog to eat them because I'm so disgusted. Like we're six feet away, bro. I can understand if you see me coming at you and I'm more red than normal because it's hot, and I got blood coming out of my eyes or I'm vomiting. I understand you may want to not be in the in immediate area of me, maybe even fifty feet. I know I would, like, try to steer away from someone who looked visibly ill, but my mouth wasn't even open. I wasn't even on a hill yet. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is happening here? Anyway, I don't, I don't want to digress, but I get a little upset. Uh, three new provisions for uh, those of you in the Buckeye State, and there's quite a few of you that listen for obvious reasons. It requires businesses to put signs that say masks are required at public entrances, it puts the onus on stores, not the anus, but the onus on stores to make sure that the employees and customers are wearing masks. It also creates a retail compliance unit that will do inspections to ensure compliance. No, that doesn't sound draconian at right. all. You must the be joking. Gestapo. What does that mean? 
it means, comrade, that uh, there's going to be people that you're going to be paying their salary to go around and spy on your fellow Ohioans. Oh, okay. That's, so I hope you're happy with your purchase. So they're going to be in the store and waiting for you not to wear your mask so then they can get you in trouble? Or how does this they work? They slap you on the wrist. Well, well actually, what they'll probably do is... Uh, impose fines on the uh, proprietor of the location is what they're going to do. So yeah. would that be similar to like a liquor law thing with underage drinking? Like that whole kind of... Yep. So then eventually, once the store gets enough fines, they're just going to say that nobody can come in and that they're going to have to just place online orders and pick things up and, you know, schedule that or they'll just go or... out of business. They're going to be going out of business. It says here that businesses that fail to comply will get first a written warning for the first offense. If it happens again, the store or business will be closed for up to 24 hours. So the state is going to tell you that you're not allowed to engage in commerce anymore because they said so. How so. is that okay? Have you you've been on the show for a while? You know that all of this isn't okay. No, but I Not know. But like, ha what? I mean, is there anything that these business owners can do? I guess vote harder. I, I don't know. Vote harder. Vote harder, baby. Yeah. No, well, there's like, nothing they can do. There are a bunch of people. Um, this is all anecdotal stuff. Like, I don't have numbers, but go on. Uh, a lot of people that I've talked about, well, either didn't believe because, like, I uh, I don't really watch much TV, but uh, when I went into work the other day, it was like shift change was like right when they were doing the DeWine press conference thing. So everybody was kind of just standing around like as they were about to leave watching it on like somebody's computer. And uh, yeah, like right when I got in was when he was talking about how uh, they're going to have a meeting, I think, next Thursday. And it's like they're going to analyze the trend or whatever the hell they said and if it keeps going the way it's been going yeah they're gonna close everything again i was like oh shit so uh i started asking some of my friends i was like hey what do you what do you think about like lockdown round two and they're like oh what are you talking about and i'm like i mean dwine literally just said it and they're like no you're lying and i was like no, <laughs> no like i'm not making this shit up like he literally <laughs> said they're strongly considering it and they're like oh well I mean, shit, I guess that's what we deserve or something. Or, like, they're all like, oh, like, yeah, why, why not? It should be that way. We fucked it up the first time. And it's like, I don't, like, I don't know. I think that... I remember them saying that we did, like, that I we, we did good. Well. <laughs> and, like, uh, we set an example for the nation and all this other shit. Like, right? I mean, didn't they say that? 15 days to flatten the curve. I mean, am I, I crazy? That, so I don't know what actually. Uh, yeah, he uh, DeSwine was hailed as a as a massive, a massively uh, successful leader. Because we were one of the first states, right, to like close everything. Yeah, we were one of the first states to close everything down, and also people were hailing that like that was. But here, here's the thing: when that when those people were uh you know licking his taint. They were also doing it under the pretext that it was going to be for 15 days. Yeah. That that we literally had 15 days to slow the spread. It's, well, uh, it's November now. The it's been eight months exactly. The article said even DeSwine admits that he knows that people are tired, and it's like, hey, Mike, you're, you're it, it's going to be a year before you know it, and you want to know why people are tired of wearing fucking maxi pads on their face? I mean, really? It's it, do you guys realize that it's going to be a year? Yeah. Fast approaching a year. We lost an entire fucking year, man. Yeah. It's just the start. 
I mean, you know it's bad when Metallica, they were supposed to do shows down in South America, not even here. They were going to do shows in South America. They postponed those to 2022 or something like that or the end of 2021. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't I, – I, it shouldn't have lasted this long. And I understand there's people that, oh, oh, my God, you know, you have to understand that there's people, comorbidity, and yes, yes, okay. I understand. Yeah, most of them already died. <laughs> we well, understand. Most of them already fucking died. The original part was just like hospitals don't have enough space or there's not enough resources, PPE, all of that. So, yeah, yeah 15 days, catch up, whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like we did all that. And then, oh, man, now it's like at least around where I'm at, uh, all I hear is like constant COVID cases. And it's like they're full anyway. Like they were going to get overrun no matter what is what it sounds like and they're hurting for people and it's like they did lay a bunch of people off at first they're say, like, oh, back shit. in may like, they let it they let go i believe of 1.4 million healthcare workers and uh, over in the country or yeah yeah throughout okay. the whole country okay. throughout the whole country but the problem uh, they're having now is it's like yeah numbers are going up and they're like shit we don't have enough people to work so it's like they're constantly sending out messages to people like hey can you pick up or whatever we're like understaffed constantly and it's like i mean a lot of them that I know personally are like, yeah, I guess I'll go in because it's like I don't want to fuck over everybody else that's going to be stuck there on ship regardless because it was their day to work. But at the end of the day, I you got to look at it like, well, that's not my problem. Like, I'm not the one that made that call. Like, yeah, I work there, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm only going to work so much. Like, shit, I got to sleep. I got to Otherwise, it's like, oh, I'll just weaken my immune system and then be around all these people all day that are allegedly very, very right. sick. And I'm sure and a lot of them are. And it's like. I've constantly been torn the entire time. It's like, I know, I know it's a thing. I watched a ton of people get really sick and I like, well, you had it yourself. So I mean, like, right. But like, I'm not, I don't have like other underlying conditions. I don't have mm-hmm. what they would define as like these comorbidities. Um, but like, and I understand it's different for a bunch of other people, but it's like, I don't know. You'll look at the numbers that they're publishing and it is, it's like, not like what's the what's the mortality rate what's the percentage at now what's like the nationally agreed on level i think it's 98 isn't it and that's being that's a conservative number isn't that, it that's the no that'd be like the so it'd be like a two percent mortality okay rate. yeah two percent mortality rate sorry okay but it's like so and everybody hates when people ask this but it's like so for something that's two percent like why are we doing this and they're like well what if it was like your family or something you i'm like you want grandma to die, don't well, that's you? Their fir- that's their first argument. I'm like, no, I'm not saying that. But it's like there's other shit out there that like. Uh, and well, we, like, I mean, the, it's going back to all the original shit where it's like at first we we're like, oh, it's probably just like the flu or the common cold or something. And everybody's like, well, no, it's not that. And then I was like, oh, shit, maybe it's not that. And it's not exactly that. But it's like and we do have vaccines for the flu. But mm-hmm. I mean, they're working on a vaccine now, and that's like a whole other fucking can of worms that it's like, oh, man, I really don't even know what to say. Because, like, like, somebody in my family made the mistake of asking me what I thought about it, and I was like, I mean, I'm not interested right now because they're just pushing it out super fast, and it's like, I don't want to be the first one to do it because it's like, I mean, shit. Fuck no. I used the analogy – I don't like. I never wanted to be the first one to use coke at a party because it's like maybe it had fentanyl in it, and then yeah. they fucking. So I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the guinea pig. Hell no. Um, and they're like, wow, that's really fucked up. I'm like, yeah, but it's like I'm still here. So, <laughs> yeah. But 
and that's the other reason I'm like glad I'm not in the military anymore because it's like they they'd be the first ones they'd be like yeah you're the guinea pigs basically um that and I mean even stuff with like flu shots or like if you're going to uh another country you'd have to like you wouldn't have any say in getting the vaccinations it's like you get it or you're not fucking going or it's negative paperwork or whatever so uh for a lot of people they won't have the choice once it gets down to them because i'm sure, sure they'll tear it it'll be like healthcare workers first obviously and then it'll generally be once there's enough supply it'll go out to everyone but yeah like if you even say you're like hesitant though you're like oh, i don't know how i feel about it everyone so far has like lost their minds they're like what do you mean they're like you got every other vaccination as a kid and i'm like well fuck i didn't even know what was going on they just like my parents took me to a doctor and they stuck me with some needles i didn't know what the vaccinations shit was. that mind you are time tested well yeah they've been around and it's like sure they had yeah. to start somewhere i get that <laughs> yeah. but it's like they have been around a significantly longer right, amount of time right. and i'm like so i'm not even saying that i'll never get it I'm right just saying I don't want to be in the first group of people. Like, I don't think that's a controversial thing. No, I don't think so either. But uh, no, I I'll, that... lie in, I'll lie in the corner and wait like yeah. coronavirus at a bar until 10 o'clock. <laughs> but like, I've said that and it's like, I have people in my family and like my group of friends, they're like, what? So like you're anti-vax now? You've just been listening oh, to like, too much Joe Rogan or some shit. And I'm like, when did I say that? At no point did I say any of that shit. Like, but Joe I, like... Rogan isn't even anti-vax. No, that's the thing. No, but like, that's literally, that's, uh that's their Somebody mentality. According to like like the 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 leading narrative, though, he's a gateway for the alt right now. What a joke! <laughs> what a joke! But oh fuck! And it's like, well, what? Anything that the left opposes is alt right now, right? Like, Correct. That's right, the... right. Anytime, anytime you say anything that causes them cognitive dissonance or they disagree with. They they hit the panic button, which mm -hmm. is racist. <laughs> yeah, racist. <laughs> All right, racist. Yep. <laughs> you disagree but with me? They just racist. keep hitting the button so over and over and over. But again. they're doing a great job. Like. Oh yeah, they're winning. They're definitely winning. <laughs> like. Well, here. Because now you can't have. I mean, people are allowed to be wrong about shit, but it's like you can't yeah. have an opinion now, at all, other than yeah. what uh, uh, somebody people... else wants. Like. Lest you be some sort of ist or phobe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, here, l let's look at this, okay? So we're saying that it has a 99% survival rate, okay? Let's let's go with that. So I, I mean, I don't know, but, okay, but let's for just the argument's sake. For argument's sake, sure. Okay. So a 1% uh, you know, fatality rate, right, out of 329, 328 million people. So you're talking about uh, maybe – uh, top end, a million and a half dying, and on the low end, like, I don't know, close to 650,000, 700,000 people dying. So do you if you look at those numbers, okay, and then think about this. So in the Spanish flu that started at the end of uh, World War One, that killed 50 million people around the planet, and 675,000 people died in the United States, and that's, of course, with a much smaller population, and I don't think that we were nearly as densely populated then as we are now. You still had population centers. I mean, this wasn't that long ago. It wasn't like we're looking at 18, 1818. We're looking at 1918, no. 1920. So you still had major population centers, but still a smaller population. So... What does that mean? I mean, in reality, should we be prepared for a million American deaths? Do I think it'll get that far? 
I don't think so. And I, we've talked about this is going to be – I'm going to try to stop looking at this shit, but I, the only reason why we're looking at it is because Mike DeWine brought it up again. Like, I forget, I forget about coronavirus until I'm like, I'd love to go bowling. Oh, shit. That's right. I can't because I have to wear a face diaper even if they're open or they're even in business anymore. Um, oh, I'd love to go have, you know, pancakes. Oh, now I got to fucking wear this face diaper unless, dude, there was a guy, you guys are going to love this. So this dude took a six-hour flight. I'll have to find the article. Took a six-hour flight and managed to make a can of Pringles last six hours so he didn't have to wear his mask on the flight for six hours because he managed to eat Pringles for six hours. He's just slowly eating Pringles the whole time for six hours. My fucking hero. Completely avoided the mask. And, I, and you know, I wish, I mean, that'd be like making this 7-Up last for seven hours. I don't know, dude. I'm a glutton. Like, I go for the win. That's the problem. And that's, you know, go Pringles. Go home, baby. Dude, Pringles, I don't know. Like, I know Brian doesn't eat garbage like I do, but. I mean, I I dabble. You dabble. Okay, yeah, you're you're a part-timer. I'm I'm a full, I'm the CEO. So, <laughs> Pringles, like, they have that one piece, and they all stack together very nice. I make a Pringles sandwich out of Pringles. So I'll have a stack about like this, and I'll manage to, like, you know, uh, like put like chew in my mouth. You know, I, I go like this, and I just <laughs> shove it in there, and I try to make sure all the crumbs don't get in my beard so that I can eat them. Not because I'm concerned about my appearance, but I'm concerned about losing Pringle dust. That's what I'm concerned with. So uh, I, I don't know if I'd be able to hang, like I don't know how many cans of Pringles in six hours I could go through. I'd probably have diabetes when I land the airplane. Right. It wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good at all. Just so. fucking picture of Jay fucking cooking some Pringles on a spoon. Like get back, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I'm dude, mainline this shit. Dude, that salt and vinegar fucking. I dude, I ate so many salt and vinegar chips one day. The fucking lining in my uh, on my cheeks, the inside of my cheeks peeled. Like, I'm, that's, that's, that, that's why I, I can't hardcore. I, I don't do salt and vinegar chips and everything. They're so always, good, but oh, it's, like, it's I, just I, pain. Like, right? it's just pain. <laughs> yeah, but. so I looked it up and it's like between a one and two percent mortality rate, but they're trying to like flaunt that as like, okay, so if it's a one percent mortality rate, then it's ten times more deadly than the seasonal flu. And people can wrap their head around that. I don't know what that means, but it sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. Like, okay. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how any of it works. Like, okay. I honestly don't really care. Well, no, like, I, that's fine. That, that that's fine. And I guess uh, you know, listen. Hey, w- whatever. It, we're they already won, so it doesn't matter. Like, we're we can't so, put yeah, like, shit back in the donkey. What's gonna happen when something? Because there's definitely worse shit out there. Like, it, if it could have been anything, it's like, yeah, it could have been like the Spanish flu and been terrible. Yeah. But it's like, say, further down the line, it's like something obviously worse comes up, and it's like, well, if they could get away with this right now. Oh yeah, but, no, the future doesn't bode well. It, it, but like, no, all that great reset shit though, and everybody's like, oh, again, you're crazy, and I'm like, dude, time magazine wrote a fucking article wait why don't it? you talk to us about that exact because i saw you were doing some serious homework on your shift oh, one of those fuck, days yeah. so let's go like, so, let's fucking have it so um it i don't even remember how i stumbled upon it it was like it was something on twitter like i saw a bunch of people talking about the great reset i'm like what, what the fuck is that um and it's basically fuck i'll just start pulling this shit up because i don't want to fuck any of it up but let me see here 
Um, I'll see if I can find the Time article. Well, okay, so the World, Econo World Economic Forum. I didn't even know what the World Economic Forum was until I started reading about this shit. But uh, they interviewed – where was it? I want to say it was about two weeks ago at this point. It's the guy – can't remember his name – head of the World Economic Forum. And they were just kind of like – I don't even know if it was particularly with like COVID and just like how times are different now, but they're like, Oh, what do you think the world will look like in like 10 years? And he said that in 10 years we will all own nothing and be, and happy. be happy. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. What? Um, and then I need to find the, so that's the world economic forum. Let me find the time magazine. <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's my response okay. to that. We'll all own nothing and be happy. Like, this is a big fat fucking middle finger. Like, <laughs> All right, so Time Magazine, The Great Reset, How to Rebuild a Better World Post-Pandemic, or whatever the fuck. Fuck, there's like, yeah, there's like 12 different things on here. But let me find the one. Oh, okay, so one was written retrospectively by someone that's like, it's like, it's now 2023. Here's how we fix the global economy. And uh, <laughs> the year is 2023. The COVID-19 pandemic has come to an end and the global economy is on the path to recovery. How did we get here? How did our economy and society evolve to overcome the greatest crisis of our age? Let's begin in the summer of 2020 when the unabated spread of disease was heralding an increasingly dire outlook for the economies and societies. The pandemic had exposed critical vulnerabilities around the world, underpaid essential workers, unregulated financial sectors, and a major and major corporations neglecting investment in favor of higher stock prices. So like, okay, so the big thing, the big thing is uh, they're trying to put a spin on capitalism. They're like, all right, mm -hmm. if your business doesn't benefit society, you basically can't keep doing whatever you're doing. You have to reshape your business model so that it ha it brings something positive to society for like the greater good. But it's like who's who's the one making all the calls? Who's the one fucking in charge of all this shit? Right. Of course. And, uh, the state. Of course. Well, yeah, yeah. But but the way they're looking at the state too is also different because it's not even like uh country by country kind of thing. It's literally like I hate saying new world order kind of thing. But it's like Ooh, yeah. global government, like if the UN just came in and was like, let's fucking make everything just one amalgamation of all these different countries. Yeah. But so they're trying for global economic change, uh, the whole cashless society, no private ownership. Specifically, I want to say in these articles, they talk about like private ownership of cars uh, is one of the things that they cover. And it's like it'll all just be government transportation. It'll all be free. So, um, that's well, a good one. Sounds great. But it's like yeah. I'll talk to people about this, and they're like, "Oh, it sounds great." <laughs> like, no, <laughs> like what? No. What, what people? What people? Fucking dystopian nightmare. What people? Well, what people like, like yeah, this? It's all free. You can do. It's all like yeah. It's there's free. no struggle for it. Whatever. It's, but it's, it's free, like, okay. all right, if you don't own your own car, if you can't fucking go anywhere. Well, you can, but they're going to know exactly where you're going. And if you want to go anywhere else, you got to fucking walk or find your own way. Get a and horse. Like, if you have a, I don't even know necessarily how they would do like cashless society. Like, is it like a digital currency? And it's like, there's all kinds of pitfalls with that because it's like, well, what if, what if we don't have access to electricity or like technological yeah. shit? It's all man but, upper manipulation at that point. But I mean. that on that side of it, it's like, if they're paying you, however they're paying you, that organization in charge knows exactly how much you're getting 
can tax it however they want. And then they know exactly what transactions you're making with other people, at least with that currency. Like, I'm sure there's still going to be like a black market underground kind of situation. Of course. Maybe we'll go back to trading fucking pelts. I have no idea. But if it's not that, (laughs) it's a win. But uh, hold on. Let me find more shit. Um, I did. Uh, I did just read uh, really quickly. And this article is from The Hill in regards to the Great Reset while you're looking for what you need to look for. Um, So there's a quote that says we need to design policies to align with investment in people and the environment, said the general secretary of the International Trade Union Confederation, Sharan Burrow or Sharan Burrow. I don't know how you how you say it. Um, But above all, the longer term perspective is about rebalancing economies. So it's never been about people. They just lie and say that it's about us. It's all about whatever agenda that they want to this economy bullshit. Like it only works because we all fucking agree to it. Like it's all made up in imaginary. It doesn't fucking matter. And like people put so much stock into it. Like it's crazy to me. You know, but yeah, no, it sounds like a bunch of fucking horse shit to me. <laughs> well said. So, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so there's a, I got to the one part because I was reading it a couple of weeks ago and it talked about, it said the U.S. began to change its approach after November 3rd, 2020, when Joe Biden defeated Donald Trump in the presidential election and the Democrats held the majority in both houses of Congress. Whoops. So like, I don't know. Whoops. I don't know what happened in Congress, but did that happen? No, uh, no they're going to, they'll okay. be lucky to get 50 seats in the Senate. Okay, all right. So that's that hasn't all panned out. Um, following no. his inauguration in January 2021, President Biden moved quickly to rebuild frayed ties between America and Europe, <laughs> setting up a forum to share collective intelligence that could inform a smarter form of government. European governments were eager to learn from the investment strategies used by the U.S., oh, like sure those led are. by Defense Research Agency DARPA, to spur research and development in high-risk <laughs> technologies. And the U.S. was eager to learn from Europe about how to create sustainable cities and reinvigorate civic participation. Great. And then they've got something about pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, they're no big longer, fucking heroes. No longer charging whatever they wished for drugs and vaccines. Governments made it mandatory for the pricing to reflect the substantial public contribution to their research and development. This extended beyond COVID-19 therapies, impacting the pricing and range of medicines from cancer therapies to insulin. Blah, blah, blah. On February 11th, 2021, they're getting down to the day. Dang. The FDA approved the most promising COVID-19 vaccine for manufacture and U.S. mass production began immediately. Plans for swift global distribution kicked in. The first citizens received their shots within three weeks, free at the point of use. It was the fastest development and manufacture of a vaccine on record and a monumental success in health innovation. Uh The end was in sight for our health crisis, but in June 2021, the global economy was still in a depressed state. As governments started debating their options for a new stimulus package, a wave of public protests broke out with taxpayers in Brazil, Germany, Canada, and elsewhere calling for shared rewards in exchange for bailing out corporate giants. With Biden in office, the U.S. took those demands seriously and attached strong conditions to the next wave of corporate bailouts. Companies receiving funds were required to maintain payrolls and pay their workers a minimum wage of $15 per hour. Oh, God. Yeah, because that... Wait, 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 wait. Firms were permanently banned from engaging in stock buybacks and barred from paying out dividends or executive bonuses until 2024. Businesses were required to provide at least one seat on their boards of directors to workers and corporate boards and to have all political spending approved by shareholders. Collective bargaining agreement remained intact. All CEOs had to certify that their companies – oh, fuck. There's something in here where it's like a minimum of them had to be minorities and women. Of course. course. Um, Brave new world, comrade. 
Uh, in the summer of 2022, the major of our uh, the major crisis of our age took a turn for the apocalyptic. Oh. Climate breakdown finally landed in there the developed is. world, there testing the resilience of social systems. In the Midwestern U.S., a severe drought wiped out crops that supplied one-sixth of the world's grain output. People woke up to the need for governments to form a coordinated response to climate change and direct global fiscal stimulus in support of a green economy. And then uh, they go on to talk about how the healthy green deal emerged and it's like taking concepts from Europe where it's like, they're trying to turn, I think it's in Poland where they're like, yeah, we're done using coal now and we're going to reeducate people that work in coal mines to do like clean energy shit. And it's like, already Oh, they're going to learn now. to code. Uh, <laughs> no, I, have no fucking idea. I remember but, that. I remember that uh, one. There's, Oh my God. This article is so fucking long. Um, and that's only one of them. But, like, we've got, let's see, a better economy is possible, but we need to reimagine capitalism to do it. Europe has plans for a Green New Deal. Poland's coal country isn't so sure. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Um, fucking shit. But it's, like, all these people, basically, are coming in. And it's, like, no, no one that anybody voted for that <laughs> are, like, hey, we're going to start making all these changes because it's for the greater good. Yeah. And... I don't know what the alternative is to it. Like, eventually, it'll just be facing the wall, I imagine. But it always ends that way. <laughs> right. It's like they keep calling it reimagining capitalism, but I don't think it's actually. Well, let's break it down. Say, <laughs> we're going to reimagine capitalism so that it's communism. Right. <laughs> but I keep hearing things about, like, carbon tax and, like, social currency, and it's, like, all this shit that's, like, mm -hmm. I mean, they're already doing social currency in China, in right? China, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course and they it's are. to make society better because it's like, well, well, nobody has a choice anymore. Well, let's look. Okay, so let's break it down. Let's break it down, right? Did you hear anything that you that you agreed with? Well, ending corporate bailouts. That sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Here's the problem. The correlation between free markets and corporate bailouts doesn't exist but here's the problem that and then in the same breath they're talking about yeah we'll do corporate bailouts if you then for like grease our pockets with a minimum wage of 15 dollars an hour it's which true. is a fucking drop in a bucket dude like that ain't shit like 15 bucks an hour like yeah it's good for some people i'm sure but like as you get older and you have kids like you can't live off of that either like if you you have a growing family yeah. and things keep getting more expensive so like 15 dollars an hour is like the next nine dollars an hour and like people just don't get that like there's a trade-off there like it's it's a bunch of fucking bullshit well did you hear any mention of mon monetary policy in that entire discussion so far there hasn't uh, been. A... I skipped a lot of shit. Well, like, here's the thing: was... did they address the fact that the currency's fiat? Are we going for a global currency based on precious metals? I mean, have, has that been an agreement? No, not not Cash one ounce society, of it. Though, is the so, one thing that keeps coming up. but fifteen dollars an hour. What Angel said is a hundred percent correct. Because when I worked, uh, my first minimum wage job was four dollars twenty-five an hour. That was in nineteen ninety-five. Okay. Now you now most places I think my kids making nine dollars an hour at McDonald's. Well, nine dollars an hour. If I would make a nine dollars an hour in nineteen ninety five, I'd be sitting pretty. As a fifteen year old kid, there were adults that were making nine dollars an hour. You know what I mean? And that's after raises and raises and that and not to mention. Okay, so you're making fifteen dollars an hour. Let's pretend like that's actually decent money. Okay, let's pretend like that's decent money. Well, how much are you paying in this tax to get the free health care? Somebody's paying for that. I, I I can guarantee you it's the worker. 
and the rest of the idiots that are getting exploited via taxation, which is theft. But hey, but remember, because hey, you earn nothing and be happy. I'll be you're happy. Be fucking happy, goddammit, or you're going to be dead. That's the thing that they're not talking about. I count the days. You smile or it's against the wall, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm happy now. I'm so happy. I've yeah. never been happier. So, like, thank you. Here's. He, he, I don't even. There's so much shit to unpack there. I can't even begin to. Oh, it's a lot. I I spent like three hours reading. All I remember because you were Snapchatting like, the fuck out of that thing, and I'm like, yeah, man. Like, you know what? I I want to ask you a question. While you know, this, I'm putting you on the spot, Brian. Go for That's it. it. I'll do my best. <laughs> Why did you hate AJ back in the day? Why didn't you like Alex Jones back in the day? I. It just sounded like a bunch of crazy shit, and I'm like, oh, like. I was one of those people where I was like, if this were a big deal, more like agencies would be reporting on it or it would be like a more widely known kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, and not, it just sounds like complete fucking nonsense. But then it's like there was literally like, all right, let's go back through the list and talk about they're like, yeah, gay frogs. Insane. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But then they're talking about uh, yeah. organophosphate pesticides and how the runoff goes into the water and it's like mutating the sexes of these frogs it was like some jurassic park kind of shit mm -hmm. like oh yeah they're just like changing sexes and like life yep. found a way but i'm like oh fuck like all right so maybe it's like not gay frogs but it's changing the sexes of the frogs so yep. it's like that's pretty <laughs> like all right fuck you got me all right frogs <laughs> are gender fluid yeah and then right and you can't assume you can't assume um yeah, don't. And then you've got, don't misgender them frogs no 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 it. don't you do all it the bohemian grove shit that it's yep. like, yeah, he just fucking showed up with a video camera and another dude. And they're like, yeah, all this shit's fucking real. And then uh, I can't remember who it was that he interviewed and was like, hey, so like, what were you doing at Bohemian Grove? And he's like, I, I don't respect you or something. He's like, you invaded mm -hmm. our yeah. privacy, all that shit. And like, I was like, that's kind of fucking weird. Um, and that, and it's like, yeah, he's been wrong about shit too. But I was like, everybody just, I mean, he got, he's what, banned from Twitter? Mm -hmm. Um. Facebook. I can't remember where else, but it's like he mm -hmm. everywhere he finds a platform, everybody's like, you got to cancel this shit. Like he was on Joe yep. Rogan again. He'd been on there like three times previously. Yep. But now everybody's like, no, Spotify, cancel Joe Rogan. You can't use this as a platform for that alt-right bullshit. And I'm like, don't yep. fucking listen to it. Like nobody's got a gun to your head. Like, hey, you're going to listen yep. to this shit. And you're going to be happy. They used uh, to say that shit to us all the time <laughs> when I, I remember they tell the conservatives, if you don't like porn magazines and if you don't like, you know, titties and ass on television or bad words, right. don't just don't, either, don't buy don't it. Don't change the channel. Yeah, change the channel. But if you the do the same shit to them, they're like, no, fuck you. You can't. Oh, you can't. yeah, no, You're no, not no. allowed. This That's should right. not be allowed. It's um, not, not counter-revolutionary. I'm not even going to call that anymore. I literally will call it apostasy. It, we have now crossed over into cult behavior like a religion. It is, it is apostasy. <laughs> To question, exactly what it is. yeah, like, it's, you're an apostate. You are no longer in the community of believers. You, right. you, you and therefore you're unpersoned. <laughs> like in in some some of these cults, you die for being an apostate. Like you, it's punishable by death. I mean, I mean we're right. getting there, aren't we? we did, you know, this is, like, this is this is way off topic. But ever since we were talking about like the own nothing and be happy, I've got the fucking partridge family theme fucking stuck in my head. <laughs> You're probably too young to know what that is, Brian. Sorry. All buddy, I can think but... of is Bobby McFerrin. Don't worry, be happy. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another good. That's one a good too. one. Come on, get happy. 
Happy. Happy. Did it. Come on, get happy. Seriously, comrade, get fucking happy. Yeah, right now. Transition is the form of brainwashing. Like, they keep Come saying on, new normal. Happy. They keep saying all this yep. shit. You're going to be happy. It's like a brighter future, all this shit. And it's like, ah, I don't fucking know, man. It's like, maybe for somebody, but it doesn't sound like for me. Well, or check like, this out. So. Now, no, you notice that in the entire thing, I think they're going to be like uh, somewhere in that article. I'm sure there's going to be something about nationalism, which I understand is a problem, but for different reasons. So listen to this. So uh, the great working class hero, uh, Conrad Joseph Biden, who is soon to be president <laughs> of the United States. Uh, so hit, are they still counting shit? Like, I don't understand. What's yeah, happening. they're still counting shit. Trump dropped his lawsuit in Nevada because he got flogged there. He okay. lost that one. Like sizably, I mean, not by a massive amount, but he 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 definitively lost. Like, by enough, yeah. They're gonna yeah. do a recount, I think, in Georgia and um, Michigan, or at least he filed for it. I don't know why he lost. I, I mean, right. the, the selection has happened. Uh, the banks have decided that uh, Comrade Joe Biden, who's gonna initiate all of these uh, these fucking reining in the corporations, when he, I, I we literally have a blog post on on hey, you guys of, pod. That's speaking a, of money and go ahead. banks and shit. Who won the bet? For the election, they're not done counting the electoral votes, dude. Oh, yeah, fuck. They're, okay, they're all not right, done never counting. mind. I can tell you, you who right? didn't. I can tell you who didn't. Okay. <laughs> I wanna win, but I'm not gonna. Cause, Cause I, I know never I said 280, anything. and he's sitting at 290 right now. So I was like, is this price is right? Like if you go over. Wait, and it depends on what source that you go to as well. Cause like right now, like if you bring up uh, the great reputable CNN, <laughs> they still have they have it. <laughs> <laughs> Two seventy nine and two seventeen, huh. yeah, you know, for Biden and Trump. What and is like, um, look up other sources? And what like, does Fox they, News have it here? Let me take a look here. Okay, they have it at two ninety for uh, Comrade Biden. So, um, Angel is she well knows has been soundly defeated. She has the literal inverse bet, which means that she didn't win. Uh, let's see here. I never win anything. I just want to win one time. Well, def- we got plenty of others on the board. Ghislaine Maxwell is still alive, as far as we know. Yes, yeah, she is. And Ghislaine, whatever the fuck her name is. The board, uh, the board is still active. About her. Don't, hey, Angel, you're going to have another chance to get your money back when we start the Joe Biden Deadpool. But no, like, so, th- <laughs> like, we, but we voted I got, on, like. I, I got to read the results here. I know, but we also voted on uh, the. I'm the, getting to that. Yeah, the house and all that yeah, shit, too. Just so. pump, pump the brakes. We're getting there. Okay. okay? So uh, Brian had uh, 280 electoral votes. Christopher had 285. Ooh, fuck. And, yeah, and, I'm, shit. I'm fucked. And I have 300. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, we cut it kind of close there. Oh, uh, yeah. One of us was like, I mean, I mean, shit, if it was between 280 and 285, I guess that we could put make that a push because you guys would have tied, essentially. Because uh, you're both within five points, so um, now let's see here. What is uh, what is Angel? What is she complaining about? Okay, so we're gonna get to this. I wasn't complaining. I feel bad, sir. I interrupted with this. We were going somewhere. I else. was going somewhere with this, and you completely derailed my train of thought. Thank you very little. Uh, you, you, I think you did it on purpose because he's like, Jay likes gambling. Let's talk about this. I do. Well, no, I'm not Thanksgiving's to... coming up, and if you guys want to get in on the betting, please let me know because I do actually write this <laughs> shit down and I gamble. I drink. I don't even think I'm seeing anybody in my family on any of these holidays coming up like nobody wants to do anything so uh well it looks like you're coming over here now aren't you (laughs) i will gladly get shit-faced outstanding uh Uh, okay so this is what we have for this was for congress okay 
Angel said that Justin Amash would be out and it would be status quo, meaning the uh, Democrats would keep the lower house, which has uh, happened, and that the Republicans would continue to maintain their control of the Senate. So, mm -hmm. so far, you're okay. Christopher said Amash stays, which I believe is not the case. I believe Justin is out and the Democrats sweep. Uh, I don't think the Democrats are going to be sweeping because they're not going to take, I don't think they're going to take the Senate. Um, nope. Uh, I had Amash out, uh, and I said that the Democrats would keep the House and that the Senate would be a tie. Now, once again, if I go to the most reputable uh, news uh, source up until Mr. Trump lost, which was Fox News, um, he's starting his own news network. Wait, it's going to be unbelievable. Uh, the Republicans have 50 seats right now. So wouldn't this be wild? If I get this right, that guy from Georgia is going to win the Democrat so then if, he, if they just win two more of these runoffs or whatever the fuck it is, it's a tie. And then Miss Piggy's the tiebreaker as uh, the 51st vote since she's the president pro tempore of the Senate. So, um, yeah, no, we're, we're looking good. So as soon as the inauguration happens, in fact, no, I'm not going to wait for inauguration. I'm not going to wait for it because the presidential uh, one is going to pay out. So when it pays out, when we finally get a confirmation from the selection committee that we've decided that Comrade Joe Biden is 100% officially the boss mm -hmm. of this whole bullshit uh, idea that we have going on, we're going to move on to the Deadpool. And the Deadpool is going to be open to anybody with a Venmo account because <laughs> I want everybody in. I mean, we're going to figure this. We're actually I'm, we're going to schedule a meeting. Okay. To do this, to figure out the Deadpool because it'll be like a fantasy draft day. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, because if anybody for a second thinks that uh, that they really you really think Joe Biden's going to be running for president in four fucking years. I mean, the guy can't even remember what a flavor of ice cream he shoved up his ass for lunch. <laughs> I mean, really, true. right now he has no idea what's happening. So uh, Miss Piggy's going to be running for president because she's going to be the president at some point. We just have to decide what square we're going to pick. So, uh, yeah, I, I, there's a blog post on the used guys blog that, uh, Brian so rudely interrupted me while I was getting fired so up to, sorry. uh, to demonstrate. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> and all I said was basically, uh, in the, the blog has stated whoever the author of that blog was I'm not, was it you? Okay. Thank you. Um, uh, I don't know who it was. They uh they basically said that they, they Joe Biden was recorded at a at a at a what was it a donor meeting with like really rich people. <laughs> he told them nothing is going to change. <laughs> in other words, you fuckers are still going to be in charge, and I'm going to do whatever you want. So uh, I encourage you guys Static to check out the blog. Will be maintained. Please, it, yeah. It always is. Though, They're already you know? mapping out what drones to use in Yemen and Pakistan, and if we're gonna you know, start start World War Three with Iran. Happy times are here again. <laughs> I mean, I hope you Come fucking on, get happy. There it is. <laughs> Get happy, I said. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. Get, get happy, comrade. Get in line for borscht yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> so, get, speaking of getting in line, uh, we getting back on the vaccine we'll express. The diarrhea. We're going to get the people's COVID. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> uh, uh, comrade Joseph Biden has uh, oncologist Dr. Zeke Emanuel, one of ten advisory board members named to Democratic. Uh, coronavirus task force, what's Joe Biden's task force, mm -hmm. has pushed the United States and other countries not to hoard a corona vaccine. 
Emanuel, who served as a key architect of the Affordable Care Act, <clears throat> which was written by the insurance companies, under the Obama administration, co-authored a paper in September in which he encouraged officials to follow the, quote, fair priority model, which calls for fair international distribution of the vaccine rather than what he calls or rather what he co-authors character. He and his co-authors, excuse me, characterizes vaccine nationalism. That's a new one. I never heard of vaccine nationalism. I mean, I, I guess that's a thing. So that's cool. So whatever. So they're saying that don't, you know, distribute the vaccine unfairly in your country. We're going to ship all. Wouldn't that be wild? They come up with this fucking vaccine and people are already starting to buy season tickets for the fucking baseball season. Like, oh, finally, we're going to get back to America's pastime and right. I can have a hot dog without wearing a face diaper. It's going to be great. And they're like, well, we shipped the vaccine somewhere else. So it's going to be another 15 days to slow yeah. the spread. Yeah, another, another 15 days, which is going to turn into an entire fucking year. Oh, Um don't plan yeah. on going to the movies or having any sort of life. That's right. Uh, yep. Don't worry, though, because the pharmaceutical companies are now going to charge fair prices for depression medication, <laughs> uh, which you would surely need. That's good. Um, but it'll also consequently cause suicidal thoughts, so you're probably going to blow your brains out all alone. Or you're just going to feel house. nothing at all. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Or be totally numb, yeah. But don't no, worry, no, they're no, not addictive. <laughs> No, not addictive at all. Just yeah. like uh, they're Percocets. not addictive. We we derive them from opiates, but they're not addictive. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> uh, We're not going to cause an epidemic. No, not at all. Never. That's never happened before, right? Never, never, and it's never. No. No, we're not going to cause an epidemic and then cause you to turn to Mexican black tar heroin because it's cheaper. Right that out just, the memory hole. It's not going to happen. Down the memory <laughs> hole. That's right. Not going to happen. Right. So. Uh, Brian mentioned something to us before we got started here. So uh, for any of you that are not familiar, and um, I, I, this part of the world has always seemed to be a fucking mess, and I'll do respect to our listeners if we have – I mean, I don't think we have any in Central Asia. Not yet anyway. What did I say? Uh, about Azerbaijan. Oh, shit. Okay. And Armenia. That was – I thought it was – I was thinking it was Georgia, but no, Georgia got the shit beat out of them by Russia a couple of years ago or 10 years ago, whatever the fuck it was, and they lost, like, I think South Ossetia or something like that. Um, so there's a war going on between uh, Azerbaijan and Armenia, both former Soviet socialist republics, uh, over the, the Nagorno-Karabakh region. Uh, it's captured the attention of military strategists worldwide, including, of course, the United States, because... <laughs> no, what? stop it. Stop it. America. Uh, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. You're me. <laughs> Coming again to save the motherfucking day, yeah. I mean, we're already, like, over in the general area. You yes. Know, why not? Yes. Well, I mean, we've got, what, almost 900 military bases across roughly 150 countries. and I mean, we're fucking everywhere. Anywhere dude. we've ever fought. There's the base there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. So check this out. So just when you thought things couldn't get worse. So uh <laughs> <laughs> they can't get any better. Okay. Right? No. They, well, no, they're not going to get better. They can only get worse. That's right. So including the United States, because of the degree to which drones have changed the battlefield. Yes, you know where this is going. While the wide, open, rugged terrain of the region has played a role, Turkish and Israeli-built remotely piloted vehicles are dominating the battlefield, causing strategists to think a lot about land battle tactics and about the value of tanks in the 21st century. 
Azerbaijan has been using a number of weapon systems from both Turkey and Israel, including the Israeli Harop uh, and the Orbiter 1K drones. Both are loitering munitions, i.e. drones that carry warheads and crash into their targets. So uh, I just when uh, those people couldn't suffer anymore, like you survive the people that are alive there, you know, survived. Stalin and Lenin and, you know, World War II, you know, that that very large conflict that happened. Most of the casualties on the Eastern Front, I think over 90 percent of them. Now they have to deal with drones uh, killing people over there. So that's really exciting. And I'm sure that uh, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and many other wonderful, reputable companies uh, who have a green footprint, I'm sure, as well, while they're at it. Oh, yeah, yeah, Certified yeah, yeah. green footprint. Foot so they're eliminating new, carbon. New solar-powered murder drones. Yeah, that's right. They're, el- they're eliminating carbon by removing carbon life forms in the form of human <laughs> beings. Right. So um, the uh, so they use something called uh, U- UMTAS or UMTAS, anti-tank missile, a Turkish equivalent of the Hellfire, as well as laser-guided missiles, rockets, and many smart bombs. It can be used to designate targets for Turkish aircraft. Now, anything that we've learned from the uh, drone program that rapidly expanded under the Nobel Peace Prize-winning president of Barack Hussein Obama, a man of great peace, a very peaceful man, don't forget Extremely about peaceful. Anwar Alalaki, an American citizen who was accused of either uh, uh, fermenting terrorism or carrying out terrorism as an American citizen under the stupid rules that you guys say we have to follow, was entitled to a trial by a jury of his peers to face his accusers, was killed in a drone strike, an American citizen. Hmm. Now, granted, he was in Yemen, but he was an American citizen, which meant that he was entitled to, quote, equal protection under the law. Uh, regardless of whatever the charge was. He was assassinated by a drone strike, and then they killed his 15-year-old kid later on. Not in the same day, not in the same week, but they did kill his kid later on. So just remember, we have a lot of experience, and by we, I mean them, have a lot of experience using uh, drones. Wasn't there a drone over Minneapolis when the George Floyd thing exploded? No pun intended. There was a Predator drone over Minneapolis. Can you look that shit up, please? Are you talking to me? Yes, please. Okay. Yeah. Jamie. Yeah. Pull that shit up, Angel. Okay. So, yeah, if you can, like, I remember reading that they had a Predator drone, which is, Predators, are, I think, are pretty much manufactured to kill people. I don't, I don't think that they were made just for reconnaissance, because aren't there two different kinds of drones? You have attack drones and, and, and reconnaissance ones, or do Predators run reconnaissance as well? I'm sure they're capable, but I have no idea. Yep. Customs and Border Protection Reaper drone appears over Minneapolis protests. Reaper. Yep. Reaper. That, that sounds very peaceful. Sounds just as good. This was <laughs> from May 29th, 2020. Okay, so right after all hell broke loose because of the murder, they uh, when they were attacking uh, the city, they literally deployed a weapon of war to watch the city? Is that is that Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, I th- I believe that that's what occurred. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. I just I just wanted to make sure. So yeah, we're really good at that. So if you don't think they'll use it on you, you got another thing coming. Ask Anwar Alaki. Oh, you can't because he was vaporized. So, so why do we need guns if they have drones, JP? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because uh, I'm laughing in Vietnamese, or I'm laughing in uh, Afghan. I'm laughing in Pashtun. I'm laughing in Taliban. I'm laughing in many many ethnic uh, languages. So yeah. Uh. I don't know, guys. Uh, you guys have anything else that you want to add? I'm totally out of gas on this one. I'm very pissed off. So, um, yeah, I'm all coveted out. 
I think this is like the 10th episode that we've done on uh, the topic of the coronavirus. And Mike DeWine continues to be the gift that keeps on giving Yeah. with regard to uh, wonderful content we're producing for you, the listener. Uh, you Jelly probably... You jelly. He's, like that, he's like that relative that continually gives you shitty gifts that nobody wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good way of putting it. So um, I, I, I highly suggest you guys take a look on uh, whatever podcatcher that you use. Saturday we got a big show. And by big, I mean big. It's dinosaur. Huge. Yeah. It's uh, Big League or Big Lee or however for the outgoing uh uh, commander in chief says it. I don't know. I can't Big understand Lee. his fucking uh, his. Right, like, he, right. he, he he's hard to understand sometimes. Um, <laughs> um, by the way, this still means okay. We were talking about that earlier. This is yeah. okay. Uh, there's not a white supremacist amongst us. Um, I'm sorry. Like that. It's okay. It's okay. What was the scuba thing that you hey, said okay. it was? Oh no. So scuba diving, it's like a thumbs up. Is like let's go up to the surface. But like okay. this is okay. Like we're good. All we're right. Chilling. So, yeah. Or no. at least it was. I don't know if they changed anything. But. Yeah. Oh! Oh, I know what I want to talk about. I totally lost track of this. So, when we were growing up as kids, do you guys remember? I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you about this. So, we were made to understand that the Constitution basically was an agreement between the states, which meant that the federal government had very limited powers, and most of that had to deal with, uh, like, treaties, uh, maintaining commerce, and to go, uh, what is it, uh, defense and uh, a few other things, but mostly to guarantee like property rights, if I'm not mistaken, upholding the Bill of Rights and all that other good stuff. But here's the question. So we were told that the several states have sovereignty, right? And there's, there's a, uh, I guess, a contemporary element to this question. So Joe Biden, when he takes over, he's already promised, I, th I believe, that he wants to write a, uh, an executive order from his desk that's going to make mask wearing mandatory uh, federally, which once again I would question under the Ninth or Tenth Amendment if we're going to still play this game, but also to mandate a lockdown federally for what four to six weeks, something like that. So, what, what uh, can the states even flex that they are sovereign? over their own affairs. I mean, it's already blatantly obvious that they're not. But can they even assert that there's any kind of sovereignty of the several states? Because here's the thing, too, to consider while you're chewing on that question. When the states disobey, let's say they're not going to, you know, fuck you, I won't do what you told me, uh, as famously said by uh, De La Rocha, uh, the famous Marxist who is worth $21 million, I might add. 26 million. Thank you. Thank you. I knew I was off. 26 Shit. million. <laughs> yeah. Uh, radical anarcho-communist who charges $150 a ticket for a show. Right. Very right. proletarian prices, comrades. That's with inflation. That's because <laughs> of inflation. So when they say, I'm not going to play along with you, the federal government naturally is going to do what it does best. It's going to dangle money in front of you and say, if you don't do what I ask you to do, I'm going to withhold X amount of dollars for whatever it is that you need, education or for roads, you know, the greatest invention that status have ever the come roads. up with. <laughs> roads. Uh, that nothing, like, without government, we would have no roads, which means that life would end immediately. The roads would pack up and disappear, and you are fucked. They'd probably spend money nowhere. destroying the roads. <laughs> yeah, they probably would. They would be like, oh, I'm taking my toys. That's my road. I can do right. what I want with it. <laughs> Screw you guys. 
I'm going home. That's right. So when Barack was uh, brought in, once again, the Nobel Peace Prize winning president who was responsible for more drone strikes than anybody, uh, very peaceful, very peaceful. I mean, the Romans would uh, lay waste to a country and then call it peace afterwards. So I guess he does have history on his side. Yeah, I guess if you want to call it peace. So when this model is followed once again, and, you know, we go through this kind of repetition where, for example, when Barack got in, he had a supermajority because he had 60 in the in the Senate and he had a massive he, he had he had the he had entire the entire run of the federal government for two years until 2010. The states started getting nervous, those that aren't fully communist, just partially socialist, which is most of them, if not all of them. And they said, well, we're not we're not going to uh, allow the federal government to come here and say anything about guns, for example. Okay, that was a big concern. And now Joe has come out and said that he wants that, you know, no ammunition purchases over the Internet. You have to register every magazine over the 10 rounds or what have you. No more ARs, no more AKs, all that good stuff. I mean, stuff that's pretty Democratic Party talking point stuff, right? Now, the state's the last time, and Barack didn't even show his hand until later on, by the way. It wasn't even a campaign issue for him. Do you think that there's hope that if the all if a majority of the states rebel, like look at marijuana, for example, it's still Schedule One, if I'm not mistaken, federally, but there are countries that continue to break off, or, or excuse me, states that continue to break off and say we don't really give a fuck what you say, we're going to do whatever we want. Is there hope that this will rekindle? It's kind of like when uh, the like what was the joke when uh, when Republicans get voted out of office, they start to care about the national debt again. You know what I mean? And like when Democrats get voted out of office, they start to care about unjust wars again. So maybe there'll be a shift back to the states trying to assert their sovereignty. Or do you think that this is all going tits up and we're going to have blue helmets on the streets? Or how do you guys see this playing out? I'm going to leave it with that. I just want to know because my opinion, which is worth for shit, but still it's mine. I own it is that the states are essentially vassals. They are client states to the federal government. It's almost it's almost like a feudalistic relationship. Where the, uh, the, maybe not feudalistic because lords would be given land by the king in exchange for military service, right? And, of course, the people at the bottom are the serfs or who are getting fucked. But in this case, it's a client state or a vassal state, meaning, yeah, you kind of can do what you want, but when I call you and I tell you to do something, you have to do it right now. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's like that's that's how I feel like the several states are. They're, they're not sovereign; they're vassals because they report to the big daddy that lives in Washington. So I want to get your guys' take before we close out. Do you think we're going to see a resurgence in interest in states' rights? Do you think we're going to see states asserting themselves, or do you think it won't even matter what they do because they'll send in the troops? So I want to hear what you guys have to say. <sighs> I mean, I, 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 I think some of them might try and stand up, but like you said, once they start being like, well, you don't comply, we're going to take away this funding, like you said, once they start dangling that carrot, yeah. they'll, just, they'll all fall, all the dominoes will fall, you know, they'll all fall in place. Um, there's no sovereignty, like, it's, it's all big daddy government, man, like. That's that's the way I see it, anyways. All right, fair enough. All right, Brian, let let it, let us have it. Ah, uh, man, I don't know. Um, I want to say I think states that are already kind of leaning that way, like California, New York. Um, I don't know, those are the big two that come to mind. I think it definitely, pro it's already basically there. Um, but 
I want to think about states like Texas. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I ultimately don't think that, yeah, it's like they really can make their own decision independent of the federal government. Like, there's definitely going to be repercussions. But it's like, for, it's really hard for me to imagine that they're going to mobilize troops and be like going door to door. Like, where the rubber meets the road, there's going to be a lot of problems. And, I mean, maybe it'll be like, because, I mean, what? There's still uh, dispensaries in states for cannabis that get raided by the DEA. Oh, yeah. I don't know I don't know what, like, the criteria they look for is, but they're like, yeah, we're going to go get that one, and then we're going to go hit that one or whatever. Right. But it'll maybe it'll be something like that where it's, like, isolated incidents all the time where it's, like, there's a clash here, there's some violence, and then it's going to be – I mean, they're not going to have – as long as school remains virtual, they're not going to have school shootings to fuel the fire and be like, oh, fuck, like, we got to get rid of these guns. Right. So I'm sure they'll have to prop something else up. But uh, I'm start. The more I think of it in general, the more I'm kind of starting to realize that we're all just gonna get fucked. So <laughs> it's just a matter of when. And yeah, that's uh, true, man. Well, that's because it's true. like I'll, I'll talk about this kind of stuff with you guys, and I'll talk about this kind of stuff with my friends, and I'm like, why are you not freaking out? But I'm kind of realized that I'm like the last one to get to the party, and it's like everybody else already freaked out. And I'm here now, and I'm freaking out. But everybody else is like, "Yeah, dude, like you just gotta hang out. What else is there to do? Like you can you can work on shit. You can you can chop your wood, carry your water, do whatever, stock up. However you think you're gonna beat this thing, but like sooner or later, we're all getting fucked. Um, so that's kind of I guess why I at least am trying to adopt the more agorist point of view, where it's like just do your own shit. Don't fuck with anybody unless they fuck with you. Yeah. I never would have really respected that before, but now it's like, you know what? Maybe that's like the only way to, this is the way, this is the the way, way, man. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, cause I think, yeah, once the federal government tries to implement that, it's like, I know for a fact, if everyone in the military that I know holds true to their word, they're not going to be the ones going door to door doing all this shit. Yeah. yeah, It's going to be, yeah, it'll be the police. And then, I mean, you have enough people saying fuck the police publicly, but I mean, like I said, yeah, we got Biden and fucking Harris, so it's like, do they really mean that? I don't know. <laughs> ah, yeah. It's right, like, they're right. the same people that are like, oh, cops are the only ones that should have guns. Like, you shouldn't... Uh, the big thing going on Twitter right now is like, I don't understand why anybody needs NATO rounds to fucking go shoot well, That was a real gem, wasn't it? That was <laughs> amazing. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, NATO doesn't mean good. <laughs> right. But... They're like, we shouldn't have government firearms. And I'm like, no, I don't want government firearms. Government firearms are shit. Civilian, private sector shit's way better. But, <laughs> like, oh, my God. But Or they'll be like, oh, we should only use rifles for, like, hunting or something. And they post a picture of, like, an M1 Grand. And it's like, oh, honey, you fucking <laughs> dense fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> or it'll be, like, the same exact thing. Like, it could, it's just as capable as, like, an AR, but it's got, like, a wood finish on it instead of, like, fucking... Right. Yep. Uh, Polymer. Yeah, thank you. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm like what the fuck is this? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I don't... It's not going to be, like... It's not going to be like some states' rights, civil war, clear lines are drawn, anything no. like that. We're well past that. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know. 
<laughs> like that's just a big roundabout way of me saying I have no fucking idea. I like, think that that was wonderful. Thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> no, I thought well, that like, was great. That's a big roundabout way of saying I don't fucking know, man. That that's was all good. it ever is. That's like no, nobody does. And I'm just listen. We're bringing this up simply because it's for me. It's theater. This is entertainment. Oh no, it's a fun. Yeah, this and, is the shit I do with yeah, my friends yeah. anyway. We yeah, talk about stuff because like, all of us are going to do exactly what we've been doing this whole time. Whatever the fuck we want. Right. Yeah. The the, <laughs> punk, the punk rock spirit is alive here, at least on this show. And it's others. that fucking meme where it's like when you see Biden's new gun plans and you're like panic, and it's like when you realize you're not gonna listen to it anyway. <laughs> right. Like, oh yeah. Wait. Oh yeah. I wipe my ass with this. <laughs> no, that's true, man. I I don't worry about it either. I'm just curious about it because. You know, you have a lot of people that do assert, assert, excuse me, states' rights when they feel threatened by the central government. And um, I'm not saying, I mean, if in the status game, that's not such a bad thing. But, like, you brought up a couple of primary examples of why the entire republic is in a mess, and that's California and New York. And we have listeners in both states, obviously. Uh, quite a few, I might add. And uh, this isn't about them, but the people that are making policy in Albany and in uh, Sacramento are absolutely batshit crazy. And I mean batshit eating crazy. But they Uh, speak for everyone. They speak for everyone. It's just a clear, you know, and the thing that bothers me, and we've talked about it before, and I guess I'll close out with this here in a second, and I'll throw it out to the floor, obviously. But why is it that... We consistently were, you know, beaten down to hear, well, you know, six out of ten people say this is these are the rules, then, you know, that's that's the majority. The majority rarely gets anything right. The majority of the people, just because all of the you know, six out of ten people think that we should take pepperoni pizza and shove it up our assholes in order to digest it properly, just because you have the majority opinion doesn't make you right. One is, the- I don't understand why... People still subscribe. Like, I don't, the average person individually is okay. Okay? It's like George Carlin said. Individually speaking, most people are okay. Even the weird ones are okay. But when you get them in a group, it's an entirely different situation. And that's the problem, though. We we still have people that are subscribing. I can't tell you how many times since, um, you know, the working class hero Joe Biden uh, won. He, you know, like, oh, this is a great day for democracy. This is a great day for America. Time to heal. It is time to heal on my terms. Do you understand? My terms. Which means that if you're a fucking Republican. Uh, or anything other than, like, on the left side correct. at all. Like, they do the same shit, too, on the right. Don't, let's oh, not. No, yeah. No, 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 yeah. Yeah, they do the same shit. Like, they, they're, they're just as guilty. But right now. You know, there's like, well, it's time to heal. Well, what does that mean by heal? Well, what do you, what do you suggest? Uh, fall in line. That's what I heard. Heal means fall in line. That means, okay, you had your chance to voice your opinion. The majority of us have decided that you're wrong. And it's over. And it's over, and you need to go and fucking queue up mm-hmm. because it's time to heal. Hope you had fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, I just, I wish we could break the programming of the sacred cow of democracy. And when you say that, and like, we've talked with Sal about that, people look at you like you're really like, there's something wrong with you. Like, what do you mean? You you don't like democracy? No, not at all. I don't want you deciding what's on my pizza. What are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. You're not not okay with mob rule. Yeah. 
Yeah. What? Because <laughs> well, oh, no, oh, people yeah. don't know what democracy means. They think it's, oh, we all get together and we vote and it goes the way that I want it to go. That's what they think democracy means. We vote really hard. Extremely hard. That's the other problem, too, is, like, people seem to think that, like, our country is, like, a democracy and, like, we're not. We're a republic. Right. (laughs) Democratic republic. The people's democratic republic. (laughs) We're one word away from it. We're literally one word away from people's democratic republic. That's amazing. (laughs) Yes. That's 100%. Well, it's the rule of law. Okay. Great. Well. It was it was law that African Americans were three fifths of a person. Where right. where are we going with this? I'm gonna say if it's rule of law, what happens when the law is immoral? Yeah. Fucking the big thing that's hit recently is like, oh well, it's written down or like I was telling somebody I was like, hey, like the Constitution, it's the fucking Lysander Spooner bit where it's like it either let all this happen yep. or it's just fucking it was either supposed to happen or it allowed all this and it's bullshit but it's like neither way should it exist and they're like wait a minute you don't believe in the bill of rights you don't think that we have rights and i'm like no <laughs> like, <laughs> the piece of paper is the worst thing that happened to our rights because it's like if it's not on that paper now it you don't have it and it's like right. you get rid of it from that piece of paper and that piece of paper is the end all be it. The, the constitution is to freedom what the cross is to Christianity. It's the symbol. It can never fully embody what it is because you reduced it to a symbol. You gave it a name. It cannot be anything else anymore. And you fucked it. But that piece of paper is like, oh, everybody can look to that and be like, yep, that's us. That's that's all we got. That's, like, yeah, that's well done. That's we're, really we're doing, well said. But it's like all of this shit and people don't think about it like this. All of this shit existed. It was yours for the taking before that paper even existed. Yep. Right. And it's like, but now, since they put it on paper, they take that shit away. Oh, fuck, I have nothing. I have to do whatever they say now. It's like the mentality. It's like the fucking, the father and son go to the zoo and they're staring at elephants. And they got the elephant tied to a post with like a rope. And it's like, dad, why the fuck does that elephant stand there? Because, I mean, that elephant could just easily fucking snap that rope. Like, it's a goddamn elephant. And he's like, well, son, when that elephant was a very small, young elephant, they had a fucking, it could have been a rope or a chain or whatever, but it's like it wasn't able to pull it off that post or break the rope or whatever. And then it just stopped trying because it's like, I can't do it. And then it grows into this big thing that's so fucking powerful. But it's like, hey, it didn't work earlier. I'm not, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I must not be able to. What's the point of even trying? Yeah. And it's like the same kind of shit. And it's like, if we could all just realize that it's like, just stop calling everybody that wants something different, totally insane. Or like, maybe, maybe this isn't what's best. Totally insane because they don't want to stand there tied with this fucking rope. But I'm just gonna like it's just gonna keep going. So I'll just... <laughs> and then no, no, that was I, I I thought that that was spot on. I, I couldn't agree with you more. So uh, we'll see what happens. But yes, the Constitution either has allowed the government we presently have or was powerless to stop it. Either way, it is unfit right. to exist. So, but you say that and everybody's like, <laughs> you oh, know, it's a, oh yeah, it's just <laughs> fucking ink and old paper. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I mean, what is it, Doug Stanhope? He was like, you were born free, and you had f- half of it taken away from you. You wave a fucking flag celebrating it. That's right. what Stan like. And I, people gave him shit over that, and I'm like, you know, Doug, you're not wrong. You're not nope. wrong. And we, the nope. thing is, is it there's so much programming, like the voting, for example. Like I know we talked about it before. With the looks you get, like, what do you mean you didn't? You, you don't vote? I'm like, no. 
No, I don't. I, I don't have no interest right. in. No, and neither does half the country. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> Somebody needs to remix. If, fucking... if nobody, if nobody was on the ballot, they'd get the majority vote. <laughs> like if, it was, <laughs> if that was an option, nobody. Yeah. Like and that, that's how it should be. Like nobody should be president. So. But then it's gonna be like the Odyssey, and some asshole named Nobody's gonna come out and be like, "I'm nobody." <laughs> they already tried that. There was a guy who tried to change his name to none of the above, and the court would not allow it because they knew that motherfucker would win, 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 win. If somebody, literally, you have, I mean, these people are kind of donkeys, but at the same time, they're pissed. They get in there, I'm like, oh, there's none of the above is on here. Yeah, fuck all these assholes. Next thing you know, none above wins. Like, he could be a communist. We don't know. But none of the above would definitely win. That's uh, definitely win. shit right there. No, that's excellent. Uh, does anybody have anything else before we uh, wrap it up for the evening? I do not, sir. Okay, nope. thank you. What about you, uh, Brian? Well, wait, did Angel give an opinion on the state versus federal government with guns and shit? I did not, but I couldn't agree with what everybody else said more. I mean, like, I just think that, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, do you do you really think that they can, like, just take away all this stuff? Like, do you think that they're going to do that? Do you think that that's a part of their agenda? Like, I don't really know, you know? I, I, the I thing I think it's like they say it's like, oh, can't have it. So it's like automatically the problem disappears. It's like the big meme where it's like, oh, we we booted we booted racism out of office. It's problem solved. It doesn't exist right. anymore. Yeah, it's no like that kind racism. of shit. This is how so, you defeat fascism. I booted. <laughs> right. But I mean, like, so taking away an AR-15 is supposed to make uh, people who support President Trump not exist anymore. I mean, I'm not really sure what the angle is on that other than they've already tried it it didn't work it it went you know back the other way mm -hmm. and now their base is like hey you know we need to arm ourselves because the opposite side are fucking crazy motherfuckers and you know we need to protect ourselves but i mean i don't know like i don't Plus, know if like, they're gonna win that one you know we what was it this year it's like the rise in percentage of like first time gun buyers is like fucking through the roof right now and it's like i yep. can't imagine they're all on one side like, no no i think they're they're pretty well dispersed across the uh, alleged political spectrum but hey you know what all you gun owners out there which i used to be a member of your club uh you know before before what happened you are you guys already know what happened i'm not going to repeat myself but it goes blah 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 uh i will just say that uh, y'all wanted everybody to arm up that's why you can't find anything right now is because you told everybody to arm up, and then of it's course it's technically a beautiful thing, but I also hate it. It is technically a beautiful <laughs> thing, but when I hear that uh, nine millimeters going for over a dollar a round, man, reloading never sounded so good, didn't it? Can't I mean, even find shit. any of that shit anymore, though. What yeah, reloading? You can't find, oh, yeah, it's you like, can't find like like primers. Primers or any are of that gone. Shit. Really? Yeah, gone. Oh yeah, gone. Oh Forget shit! It. My man, buddy said he it. got like. It was something stupid. It was like 500 primers for like rifle cartridges for like four dollars, and now it's like you'd have to suck somebody's dick. Like you can't do it. Holy <laughs> shit! I've been out of the loop. I guess, gentlemen, I don't no, know. Yeah, everybody was like, "Oh, I can't buy ammo anymore. Fuck, I got a ton of brass. Yeah, you're gonna like, reload. Buy all the shit to reload it." And it's like you get there and you realize you're the last motherfucker to think about it, and you're like, "Oh shit." Man, like, somebody needs to get a hold of Ivan and teach us how to fucking 3D print uh, uh, fucking rifle cartridges, man. Hey, 3D printing, the future. I'm, I'm here for it. Like, let's go. 
Yeah, somebody needs to figure that one out. I mean, yeah. we're going to need a brass 3D printer, I guess, but, you know, I don't print any of that shit anyway. I just do D&D characters. Right, yeah, just D&D figurines. That's it, man. Lord of the Rings shit, That's too. It. I'm a huge fan of the Balrog, but, huge fan. But but you, you got to be careful because you can't print an orc figurine because then you'll be racist because orcs make oh, fun no. of black people somehow. What? Is this a thing? Yeah. Oh, it's definitely a thing, dude. You're joking. It's, it is, it sounds like I'm something not, that I'm, white people made I up. Am, black people I, didn't it, care is, about it is something that white people made up. And I'm not I am not joking. I am I am not joking. Man. I can't do like this anymore. Huge, there was like a huge stir in it, like in like the D and D community. They were like uh, cause what cause like orcs are like like what is it like uh I don't know because they're like evil. They're like everybody's like, oh well, orcs are very obviously supposed to be black people. Like, maybe if that's your first thought, like maybe you're the one that's racist. If you maybe think that you're orcs the orcs, okay, all right. So if you, I, I, I'm just gonna stop because listen, we're trying to wrap it up. And no, 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 it's too late. We're gonna, keep, we're, you know, no, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm staying. I'm not going. The show rolls <laughs> on. Listen, I just looked this up while you were talking. This is from Psychology Today. Another periodical of note over there, soundboard operator, just so Great you know. Note. A, of of uh, <laughs> Never mind. The most um, exceptional. Except, <laughs> I like this. This is from April 29th of this year. Recently, some recesses of the internet went abuzz when debates whether orcs, the fictional bad guys from the Lord of the Rings series, who also feature in Dungeons & Dragons game, are the product of racist tropes to promote racism in real life. Much of this seems to stem from a recent article in comicbook.com. The article itself was influenced by a trending tweet critical of the D&D orc. The thrust mm, of the argument seemed to involve a myriad of related concerns, namely, one, playing Dungeons & Dragons is either, at, either as or fighting against orcs may promote racist attitudes in real life, two, the origin of the orc in Tolkien's Lord of the Rings is based on based in anti-Asian or alternatively anti-African racism. What? And three, I'm not done yet. Three, the concept <laughs> the concept of race in, fa in fantasy role playing or fiction novels or movies is problematic, as it implies Ugh. a kind of biological essentialism. Essentially, if you say goblins are evil monsters, a concept that long predates Tolkien. This is racist as it robs fictional creatures of their agency and defines them by race. Mm -hmm. If all of this if all of this <laughs> if all of this sounds like a tempest in a teapot, it kind of is. But it harkens back to the days in the 80s and 90s when the Dungeons and Dragons game was the target of a moral panic mainly promulgated by Christian conservatives who worried about the game promoting satanism, suicide, psychosis, and violence. The Satan is just he is just up to no good. I mean, fuck. Anyway, as we debate the racism of a race that doesn't exist in the real world, <laughs> it helps to revisit an exceptionally earnest 60 Minutes documentary segment from the 80s on Dungeons & Dragons. Today's moral panic over race and racism in the game has strange moralistic echoes of the 1980s panic, with the exception that today there aren't any bodies of dead teenagers for moral entrepreneurs to point to. The first claim regarding D&D is the easiest to consider. Put simply, there's no evidence that, that playing Dungeons & Dragons, or for that matter, watching or reading The Lord of the Rings, contributes to racist attitudes and behaviors in real life. In fact, 
Evidence suggests that playing Dungeons and Dragons is associated with positive moral development and improved socialization, not an increase in racism. Generally, like you need other people to play the fucking game. With. Correct. I, I was going to say, like, the Dungeons and Dragons correct. community has always been, like, the most inclusive community because it's always just been a bunch of nerds desperate for people to play D&D. Yeah, &D they've with, been ostracized man. by everybody right, else. Right, like, And now all of a sudden that the shit's popular, you got your SJW types that love to infest things that people love, mm -hmm. that they don't love, that they only want to use to promote their social agenda slash platform and then they ruin it like they've done it with comic books they did it with video games with fucking uh star uh, wars gamergate uh and, and, and yeah now they're doing it with like D and like the tabletop community and like acting like they're like all oh, like all these nerds that everybody ostracized for decades they're not inclusive, you know, even though we used to beat them all up and stuff them in fucking lockers, them sons of bitches. Now they're yep. racist. Yep. So it says generally whether looking at action video games, 13 reasons why, even sexualization in media, the evidence suggests that fictional media portrayals simply don't produce this, the kind of attitude or behavior changes society's pearl clutchers on the right and the left like to worry about. The idea that attitudes can shift from media to real life is based on a theory called cultivation theory. The cultivation theory has a rough road, evidence-wise, even from news media. Put simply, there's little empirical reason to suspect that playing Dungeons & Dragons or watching Lord of the Rings is associated with real-life racism. And the article goes on. It'll be in the show notes in case you are still listening or watching this. If you want to check it out, go ahead. Uh... Simply put, Lord of the Rings is not racist. D and D's not racist. Fuck you. That's all. So, um, does anybody have anything else? We're gonna. No, no, we don't have anything. Okay. All right. Excuse me, boss. Excuse no, me. We, we don't have. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. I want to say hi to our new listeners in two countries. Very excited to have you, Uruguay and Algeria. Welcome to the program. Thank you for uh, supporting us. Of course. Shout out to the listeners from France, Australia, Spain, the UK, Romania, Italy, Belgium, Brazil, Greece, Holland, Sweden, Finland, Canada, Poland, Germany, India, Russia, Portugal, the Czech Republic, Bulgaria, Croatia, Puerto Rico, and Argentina. And of course, a shout out to our friend Sal Mayweather. Please go check out his website. That's 3D 3D printer go brr.com. That's 3D printer go B R R R.com. I got it right this time without being corrected. Thank you. Uh, big shout out to our boy Paul B from B Town. He's absolutely Paul all over B. it. These last couple of days, I've been getting fucking novels about the Chinese Communist Party, about all sorts of great shit. Paul is just on fire. He sent me a text message at 4:37 this morning, <laughs> an hour before I got up to get the dog out. I just I look over. Paul B hitting me hard, man. Thanks for keeping it up. He's waving the black flag from B-Town, and that's a sight to see because B-Town could be a little bit depressing, but that black banner looks excellent on top of it. So, Paul, thank you very much for your patronage. Uh, you can get us at Twitter at UseGuysPod and check in the show notes for our Twitter handles. But that's all we have. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. I'm going to be that fucking guy from now on. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Please don't forget to like and fucking subscribe. And if you have an iPhone, don't forget to get on there and give us a good goddamn review because we do a good job for you. But for me, Jay, and the rest of the gang, I hope you have a pleasant evening. Don't forget to tune in on Saturday. Big show. All right. Bye. Bye. Peace. Bye.